Hello and welcome to our Consumer Guide for Normal People, hosted by OneRoof Financial. I'm Caroline Eburn, Partner and Mortgage and Protection Advisor. Hello and welcome to our latest edition of our podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We are joined by Adam Purnell of Keller Williams and he's going to talk to us about the benefits um, of using a small independent estate agent. So over to you, Adam. Welcome. Hello. I'm Adam Purnell from Keller Williams Estate Agents. I launched my own business in September uh, with Keller Williams, which are a, a worldwide franchise. Uh, they're the largest uh, estate agents in the world now. Um, and they allow me to run my own business, provide me with all the help and support to do that. How long have you been in the industry, Adam? Uh, I've been in the industry for 15 years now. Um, worked on the high street for 11 and a half years, and then I went over to the dark side uh, to an online agent uh, for just over three years. And then I decided to to launch my own business. And the, the, the reason I wanted to do that was to provide something better that was already that wasn't already there. Right. So what what makes you unique then? So I've I've never heard of anything like this. So a, a truly personalized service where yep. everything is you. So you do all the viewings, you you do everything. So you've yes, got that yeah. complete package of personal service. Yeah. So is that something you felt was lacking locally? Yes, definitely. Uh, the traditional high street model is volume. Um, it's a transaction uh, where I wanted it to make it more relationship-based. So get to know my clients, their needs, and how, how things what what matters to them most and to provide that personal service where they're only dealing with one one person rather than multiple people um across offices that's yeah. brilliant so you would say that you when you take on a client take on a customer you're going to take that whole selling to on yourself on your shoulders yes. you're going to yep. take it away from them you're not you're going to say, you're not doing any viewings. I'm going to do that. Yes. I'm selling your house yes. for yep. you. Yeah, it's important to do the, the viewings for the customers. Yeah. You can get more honest feedback. Take them along the journey of the, the selling process and also find out about the buyers as well and whether they suit that that particular property. Okay. But everything's designed around getting the best possible outcomes for the for the customer. Right. So, uh, sorry, go ahead, I was going to say, I love what you said about getting more honest feedback because most people are really quite polite. And if they're being shown around by the homeowner and they think, oh my God, look at the state of this place, you, you'll be like, oh, it's lovely. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what, what's the most common feedback you get? Um, the most common feedback on the high street was it's not for them. Right. But we need to find out why it's not for yeah. them so it can help the homeowner to understand and whether we can alter or change anything okay. to make the property more saleable. That might be price, it might be condition, it might be location, but you can't do anything about that. No. no. But it's like, also could it be like the general tidiness yes. of, yeah. of the of the building, yes. yeah. the garden layout, yeah. and so on, but they won't yeah. say that to someone face-to-face, no. -face, but no. they could turn out to it and then yes. you can then refer that back on to the customer for maybe next viewing, just over underneath the uh, settee a bit more. Yes. Kind of attitude, yeah. Or maybe get rid of your dog for the day. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'd always recommend to, to viewers to take any pets out of the equation anyway, because some people aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does help the, the viewing experience. Yeah, yeah. perfect, perfect. So um, another thing that I found was really unique with your service is 
you're so confident of your approach and the way you do things that you don't tie anybody in to a contract. That's correct. Um, which I think is absolutely admirable because that just goes to show that you aren't going to just tie somebody in for the sake of tying them in. You want them to have that freedom that, you know, if they, if, if for whatever reason it doesn't yep. go their way, they're not tied with you for a certain length of time. Yes, yeah. And that comes back to the relationship side of things. If a relationship breaks down, you don't want to remain with that, that person. Um, so you want to separate. That's yeah. fine. Um, I'm confident in what I do and the service I provide. And if at any point they're not happy with that, they're free to, to, to leave. Right. That keeps me on my toes and make sure that I'm continuing to provide the best possible service all, all the way through. Yeah, go on. So another thing that um, really struck me was that you do limit your service, which I think is fantastic. So you don't sell, uh, you don't stack them high and sell them low, so to speak. Yes. You only take on a certain number of customers to make sure that you can answer the phone. So that if your phone rings, you're answering it. If, if something happens, if an activity happens, you're there to pounce on it. Um, so... Could that, let's say you got really busy and someone was like, Adam, I really want to use you. Would you ever be in a position where you had to say, at the moment, I am full to capacity, but, you know, I can put you on a waiting list. Do you think that that would ever happen or? Um, possibly, yes. The, the way a state agency works, a lot of agents will take high volume of, of customers. But being a personal bespoke agent, I can't offer that level of service if I take on too too many clients. So we'll need to limit the amount so I never have any more than 10 properties live on the market at any one time because I'm doing the viewings across all of them as well. It would be unfair on my existing customers to take on new customers if I couldn't service them to the same capacity. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Um, so we've already mentioned a bit about feedback and in the importance of getting that feedback. Um, but it's also how the customer takes that feedback on board. I think everybody loves their own home. And even though they're moving for, for one reason or another, you can take everything to heart, can't you? So um, how do you put a positive spin on it? So honesty is key. Uh, trust in estate agents is quite quite low and that's something I wanted to change so being honest is still very important with them but you don't want to go in and obviously sl slander their house <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, making them realize what they can do to achieve the best possible price and and like like you say putting that in a positive way is is important so highlighting the features that they did like and then maybe what we can improve on to make sure that the next viewer that comes along has a better experience. Perfect. That's brilliant. But obviously at the moment, there's a a massive lack of stock for estate agents. Not many people now putting the house on the market and so on. So is there anything that you could do as yourself, help someone find somewhere to live? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm in the process at the moment of launching a buyer's service, um, which is property sourcing effectively so helping a buyer find properties that are not currently on the market so we'll sit down with the buyer assess their needs what they want where they want to live and then we'll put a package together to help them find that that property so i will go out there on the streets and right. try and help them find that dream home 
Oh, fantastic. So would that be local, though, or with your Keller Williams connections? So, like I say, if we've, we decide to relocate, which I'm sure many people are doing now from larger from cities in... Not just, not just London, you know, it's other cities knocking there's, about. there's quite a lot of people leaving London after yeah. COVID and the, they're now able to work from home and some of their, some companies aren't even going to reopen big offices. So there are quite a lot of people who are looking to move to a new area but have no idea where to look for. And Yeah, I mean, one of the big things that's emerged during lockdown is the amount of people that are going to continue to work from home now. So people are moving out of the cities as long as there's good train links with train stations, mm. most places now you can get to London in around an hour's time. So Nuneaton, Rugby, etc. That is fantastic. Um, and I th- we have noticed a lot more people moving out of, of the city. So in answer to your question, yes, we can help people in other areas of the UK. Uh, I've got connections through Keller Williams all over the, the country, um, even abroad if needed. All right. So, so if I'm looking for somewhere in Edinburgh, Liverpool area, then you could say I've got a customer looking to yes. move there. Yep. What have you got on the market? Yep. They're looking for such and such house with such and such garden. What can you do to help them? Yes, most of the Keller Williams agents act as buying agents as well. Right. So again, most will offer that service. So we can we can certainly help with that. All right. Okay. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So when are we moving? Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, Simon is quite an addict of the old right move. And I think that's pretty much the first thing he does every single day. has a look to see what's gone on the market. Any other (laughs) uh, internet uh, sites there are. Yeah. And what we've noticed is there seems to be um, some houses now coming on, which doesn't look like they've even used an estate agent. Like the photos are terrible. Description's terrible. And no floor plans. No floor plans. No floor That's plan. the worst. No yes. floor plan. Yeah. So I mean, I I personally don't even. Well, I wouldn't go and view a house if the photos weren't great because I think, oh, what are they hiding? I'm not yeah. going to go and view something because the photo. Why haven't they put a photo of the bathroom or why isn't there a photo of the second bedroom? So um, online presence is really really key now. So um, in terms of your service. Does everybody get a floor plan? Is that like a standard thing? Do yes. they all get decent photographs? And Yeah, so we use um, some new technology called uh, Giraffe, um, which provides 360-degree virtual tours and HDR resolution photographs as well. Fantastic. So everything looks very professional, floor plans alongside that, and then also a video tour if the customer wants that as well. And we provide all, all of that as standard. Brilliant. So there's not um, some of the online agents will say right well you know you'll pay us one amount for this service and then oh but if you want us to do the viewings that's extra and if you want this it's extra so you everybody gets everything yes correct yes yeah it's very important um the your details are going out to the whole world they'll be viewed thousands of times yeah if i'm not me yeah, no, that's just (laughs) that's one ip address If I'm not providing the best possible for my client, then I'm not doing the best possible job. So exposure is is key. Yeah. Um, so we use all four platforms of the, the major platforms. We use social media, which is huge now yeah. uh, with advertising. Um, what you're aiming at with social media is those passive buyers. They might not be looking to move right now, or they might see something that triggers 
their emotion into moving. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much how a lot of people are going now. So I've had a lot of clients who have telephoned and said, the house I really like has come on the market and... I'm now thinking that I'm going to put my house on the market. Yes. So I think you're absolutely right. I think the people aren't moving just, you know, that, oh, my, I've outgrown my house, I'm going to put my house on the market. That still does happen. But I think people now are moving for particular houses. And that can yeah. be really tricky when there's lots of competition for the same property. Yes. Because mm. uh, often there's more than one person offering. <laughs> there is at the moment, yes. The, the market is very, very competitive. So how would you assess, so to, to make sure that you're working for your client, so you're the agent acting for the seller, um, what's important when you're looking at all of the people that are offering, what do you assess and then put forward to your client? Yeah, so a lot of people get hung up on the amount that people are offering rather than their position. So we need to look at everything as a whole. So the amount they're willing to pay their financial position have they got a property to sell are they in a chain are they in rented accommodation so we're looking at what what's going to make the process easier and less likely to to fall through because uh, over a third of properties in in the uk actually fall through um which is a quite a high high amount that's a really high amount yes. and and at what stages are they are they falling through is it weeks down the line or mostly is weeks weeks down the line um Obviously, a buyer needs a mortgage in principle uh, to, to secure a property, uh, but they've then got to go to the full the full mortgage offer stage as well. So uh, there's things to contend with, like down valuations from surveyors, um, uh, changes in uh, people's personal situations, uh, which might not be their own their own fault. It could be redundancy and, and things like that. Yeah, so. I mean, furlough is becoming a, a big issue now for a lot of lenders. Um, so initially, they were all quite flexible, thinking it was quite a short-term thing. They said, yeah, yeah, we can accept furlough income for affordability purposes, but at the 80%. Now, hardly any of them are taking it at all and if they are taking it you have to have a date to go back so you you know a letter from the employer which says you will return on this date so I think a, a lot of criteria has changed and maybe people aren't keeping abreast with that change so they might have spoke to their broker six months ago and everything was fine they've seen a house they like and are all of a sudden are on their their journey through the process and criteria's changed yes yeah, that, that, that can happen, certainly. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, how often would you say that you reviewed the situation with a particular property? So you've got a property on the market. As part of your personal service, how often do you touch base with your client? So being a personal agent, I'm normally in touch with the client several times a week anyway, Um we use more modern methods of communicating now as well. So it's not just nine till five, them ringing up, waiting for me to call them back. They can text me, WhatsApp me. People use Facebook to message me as well. Um, so we communicate in a range of different different ways, but any agent should be carrying out a marketing review on each property that they're marketing at least once a week. So analysing how many people are clicking on the details, your viewing numbers. Simon Eburn. <laughs> mm. What? 
That, you're the clicks. I know, I know. I've Are got they lots of unique clicks? clicks? Does it? Because I know that right move do look at IP addresses when they are doing that type of feedback. So I presume that it's unique IP address clicks, or is it literally just number of clicks? Uh, I, th- I think it's just number of clicks. Oh no! Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've had you've had two thousand clicks yes, today. Yeah. <laughs> all I do, I like looking for the bad photos. Oh, okay. I like looking for the reflection of the estate agent. You're trying not to get into the photo in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I, like, I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> your, your clients really must love, though, that they know exactly where to go if, you know, they've got any questions or any queries or anything. Because so many estate agents now, I bet they, you know, you just ring the main line and you can't get through to anyone and nobody's replying to any emails. So yes. yep. to have you there on hand, it must be so beneficial for clients. It is, and they, they, they love it, and that's... A lot of the feedback I get, positive reviews, are, are down to that availability and communication. Yeah. Fantastic. So what would you say, I mean, have you got any top tips for people who are looking at choosing an agent? So um, if Pete, someone said, right, you know, the usual, oh, I'm going to get three people to come around and value my house and then choose somebody. What would you say are the main things that people should be looking out for when choosing somebody? So a lot of people will look at, oh, I can see hundreds of those boards around, I'll, I'll use them. Yes, they might be a good, a good agent, but it, again, it depends what they want from an estate agent. Do they want to be a number or do they want that more personal, personal service? So they need to make up in their mind first what type of service they, they want. Um, I'd also advise them to look at contract length with estate agents uh, to make sure they're not tying themselves in for too long with the same agent if they're not, going to get that level of service that they that they need so what what's the average got contract length it, it can be anywhere from four weeks to six months so um the the average is 12 weeks right. so three three months so this is where you probably as an independent is an advantage isn't it because in a high street lend, um, lender high street um, estate agent they know that they've got you signed up for that amount of period of time so they're not in a massive rush no. to get your house sold yes, is yep. where you obviously you've got smaller numbers you're not on a contract so that's your massive incentive yes. to go out I'm going to sell your house yes. and yep. we're going to do it personally yep. and one port of call and that's me straight yep. straight to me yes so that's probably yeah a real good way of looking at things isn't it it really? is yes a lot of people will look at what what the estate agent charges and what valuation they give so some people will look for the lowest fee and the yeah. highest valuation now you need to make sure that the estate agent is giving you that valuation backs that up with evidence because the mortgage lender will need to see that evidence when the price is agreed so if a property is oversold yeah. there's a chance it could come back down to the level that it that it should be yeah, and just on that, a really, really good point to mention is that when you are looking at your mortgage, they won't lend on anything other than the value or the purchase price, whichever is the lower. So if you have got into a bit of a bidding war and have gone 20000 over the asking price to secure that property, the likelihood is you're going to have to self-fund a portion of that purchase price because they won't lend against the 20000 you've inflated just to get the property. If the house is only genuinely worth two. 200,000 and you've offered 220 your mortgage will be based on the 200,000 pound figure and that again is something that causes 
chains to fall through. It is, yes. yes because they just can't back that, that up themselves with no, money. No. So it's really important that an agent does their research before they put a property onto the market and present the customer with the, the findings of that research to make sure that the comparable evidence is there to back up the price that that agent is selling. Obviously, we take into account different things. So if something, if a property's got something extra than the other property that's sold, how long has passed between that time and what the market's done in that time as well? Because uh, at the moment, there'll be a percentage increase every, every month uh, with how prices are, are rising. Yeah. Um, so it's important to factor all of that that in, but still make sure that the price is competitive on, on the market. So a property that's overpriced will generally get less viewings, um, less offers, and it's likely to take longer to, to sell and a reduction might be needed in, in the price to, to get interest. So if you were presented with a case where a client said, well, thank you so much for your valuation and thank you for the comparables, but... I want my house to go on the market at this amount, and let's say it's £50,000 over what it's worth. Would you decline to work with that particular customer, or would you say, well, yeah, we can try it at that, but we need to make sure we keep it under review? Yes. Because yeah. I've always wondered, because some people just think their house is worth more than it actually is. Yeah. It, it depends on how much above they want to go above your recommendation. Um if I know I can't, I've got no chance of selling it for that price, yes, I would walk away um, because it It's taken up one of your numbers. It takes, takes up one of my numbers. And then if I can't sell it, tarnishes my reputation as well. Yeah. So what we really want to do is make sure we work with them and make sure that they're happy with the price that the, the property is going on the market for. But also, like you say, keeping it under review and providing them advice throughout. So... The first two weeks of marketing are when you get the most clicks on, on your advert and normally the most viewings as well. So if that's not happening in, in those first two weeks, there's a problem. Yeah. And more than likely, it is the price. So it's it could be price, it could be photos, it could be lack of floor plan. Yes. It could be that the description, because I like longer descriptions I like to have a bit more detail yes. the ones that have literally got one paragraph of you know all oh, must be viewed and then you know a lack of other detail it doesn't give you the confidence to go out and, and view that property no and nowadays you marketing property you have to be a marketing expert as well really because the amount of technology and people looking at it online that it's so important that your house is, is staged right so new builds, they'll sell the, the show home. When you get your property, it doesn't look like the show home, but they're selling that dream and that way of life so that you can imagine yourself self-living there. Yeah. And that's really what you need to do if you're selling a second-hand property. You need to make sure that the viewers can envisage themselves living in, in that, that property. So if you're redecorating for marketing neutral colours, nothing that's going to put them off or can't see past uh, what, what, what you've got. But you won't go to the extent of what a um, developer would do and put like smaller beds in, smaller sofas <laughs> in, just to no. make it look a bit bigger. No, there's not. There's not great need to do no, to do, do that. that no. so. Looks lived in. Yes. But yep. Always put yeah. a small Tomorrow. car on the driveway yeah. for a new build. <laughs> I think driveways are, you know, you know when you you used to have a wagon wheel and it used to feel massive in your in your hand. <laughs> new builds are like that, aren't they? At the minute, the driveways are so small they put you know a little tiny car on there and you think, oh, that driveway is big. <laughs> it's like garages have got smaller as well, so you can get your car Definitely. in, but you can't get out. Your car. <laughs> yeah. no. You have to climb out the sunroof. Yes. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say, oh, do you remember when you used to put the wagon wheels on your drive and they'd fit? And I was like, what? And then, <laughs> I bet Lucy doesn't even remember a wagon wheel. A bit before your time. With, with the jamming. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, Adam, that has been absolutely great. Um, it's been really, really helpful. And um, I suppose what we need to do is when the property search service is up and running, um, we can maybe focus um, one of our episodes on that. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Well, um, uh, so Adam's details are going to be available at the end of the podcast. So any questions or queries or if you'd like Adam's services, then uh, all of his contact details will be available at the end. So thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.